0: All right, welcome to the Cartoon Caption Contest podcast. I am Vin Koka. With me is Beth Lawler and Paul Mescher. And on part two of this week's episode, we have a fantastic interview with New Yorker cartoonist Christopher Wyant. So stay tuned for that on part two. Right now, let's jump into the winner of contest 775, the dinosaur rock band playing with an asteroid headed towards Earth. And the winner was can't believe we're opening for Genesis, Um, which I know Beth and I liked, Paul didn't like it as much, but um, I think the order here is pretty good. I think first place and second place could have flip-flopped. Those were both pretty good, but I wasn't surprised to see this in first place. I think it's a strong caption, very creative, very clever. Face it, it'll be millions of years before we discovered it was good as well. But um I'm okay with how these turned out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul, shaking your head a little bit, don't know that you necessarily agree.
2: Yeah, well, yeah it's, I agree that that it, it turned out the way I thought it would turn out as well. You know, I didn't like that Genesis one, but I thought that was gonna be the one that was picked. And as I said, is either gonna be that one or the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't mind it either one. Did not like the third one at all. Half get that down in yes. third place. Happy to see Tiny
0: Alms in third place. Yeah.
2: And it's interesting that the way the uh, finalists were set up for the voting, that's how it turned out with the winners as well. First, second, and third was, you know, first, second, and third place for the finalists. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of typical for this. And it's like, yeah. this, it's the, the placement has a lot to do with how these things finish. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's it, and one of the things I was thinking of is that uh, I'm wondering if people have won before get stuck in the second and third place for the finalist positions. Because I've noticed that lately where if I, it's a name that I recognize. It's never in the first spot. So I wonder if New Yorker's is doing that on purpose. Wow. Giving people who haven't won a chance of putting them in the first
0: spot. I'm going to debunk that theory because Ryan yeah. Spears, I believe, has won in the past. Because yeah, I look... I looked him up because he recently uh, friended us our Instagram page. So I suspect he's a listener. Hopefully he is. We were very complimentary of his caption before we knew that. So um, I think he's a listener and uh, he has one in the past. I forget which caption it was, but uh, I believe this is his second win. Okay,
2: Do you remember
0: how long ago it was? Maybe
2: there's a time period in there. No, I don't. Uh, I can
3: look it up on the archive.
2: Yeah i'd be interested just because give me a you second know, i had the uh three finalist positions here and they're all in third place you know in the last two months so it's kind of like ouch you know every time i got second third spot
4: so he i was just like, wondering
2: just because of name recognition they're putting it in the lower positions
0: i think he won the uh what are those little dolls called where one goes inside the other
2: oh yeah the yeah the russian
0: yeah, the yeah the team, Dallas, whatever Falls. those are called, yeah. They were in a police lineup, and I believe his caption was, looks like an inside, 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 inside job. Was that, that been a, a,
3: a contest, or was that cartoon stock?
0: No, that was,
2: that was the New Yorker, because I don't remember it. I would have that remembered if it was the cartoon stock. That
0: was That's definitely awesome. the New Yorker.
2: But it's been over, that one's been over a couple of years, because I don't remember ever submitting anything for that one.
1: Mm.
2: So, yeah, I'm just wondering if it's You know, if they recognize a name popping up, they go, oh, let's put him down second or third. You know, so just a theory that I have. I don't know, you know, something I'll be paying more attention to.
0: Yeah, we will uh, stop paying attention to that. All right, why don't we uh, move along to finalists for contest 777. This is the man talking to a Navy general at a yard sale. And uh, he has a giant submarine on his lawn and the finalists were, yeah. And you never took a pen home from the office. It works fine. We're just no longer a nuclear family and uh, a minivan just makes more sense for us right now. Uh, Beth, what was your take on these finalists?
3: I don't really love them. Uh, I think that. Yeah. And you never took a pen home from the office. Uh, it's that conversational tone that they keep going for, and I, I just don't think it's that funny. I, like, I kind of like the theme, like, yeah, he stole it from, from the Navy, and what of it, because people take office supplies home all the time. So I get what they're going for, but I think that that could have been a little more well-written. Um, it, looks, it works fine. We're just no longer a nuclear family. It's just too much of a pun for me. Um, It doesn't really make sense. I mean, we're, you know, we're no longer a nuclear family. I guess maybe that means, you know, they don't have kids at home anymore, so they don't need the big vehicle, but also the nuclear warheads on the submarine. So I guess it's okay. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't strike me that funny. And um, a minivan just makes more sense for us right now. That almost feels like it should be the, the the not the soldier talking, but the other character in the um in the cartoon saying that to me. I don't know. I just don't think it's it's that fun that they're that great. I'm not really that impressed. Not that I had anything good, because I did not have anything good for this, <laughs> this cartoon, but I think this is one like. Like ben, ben says frequently, this is just one of those that there may not be a good cat caption for. I don't know.
0: Huh. Well, I, uh, I'll i get to my thoughts in a minute. But Paul, what are yours? <laughs> uh,
2: similar to Beth. Uh, the first and last one, you see the uh, uh, pen home from the office and the uh, minivan one. They're okay. I don't mind them. You know, they're fine. They're about as good as any of the other ones I've saw in the contest. Uh, I do not like the nuclear family one. It's just that that one could have been picked by a, made by a computer, you know, just taking that one word that's common to both family and submarines and making a caption out of it. It's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to it. It's not funny. I I don't know why the, they picked that one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'll probably go with, uh, the minivan one, you know, just if I had to vote for one, that would be the one I'd vote for. Not, not because I like it, just because it's the least offensive of the other ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, a, a rare case where I disagree. I liked all of these. Oh, actually. Really? I think these are all good captions. For, uh, yeah. I, I, they're all good jokes to me. I liked all of these. And I also, and I particularly liked nuclear family. I to you. me, that was an idea of, uh one of the situations where it's a good pun. I I usually I have always said I like dual meaning puns. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. They're no longer a nuclear family which works. I think a nuclear family is when you have different uh, races of people kids. living in your house. It's, yeah, it's parents just, with kids. Yeah it's a standard it's a family, family. It's the mom, it's a dad and couple like, kids.
3: Parents all
0: right well I didn't even know what it was, but I knew it was a thing. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I know a nuclear submarine is a thing, so it's a dual-meaning pun. Uh, I tend to like those, and I'm consistent here. I, I like it here as well. So I, I felt that was a good caption.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I liked all these.
3: I thought the ones in the crowdsourcing that were like, you know, it's not worth anything because we took it out of the box. Like I thought those were funnier than, than some of these. I, I just feel like I saw some better ones in crowdsourcing.
0: I actually thought mine was very crowdsourcing friendly. I'm surprised that I never saw it, but I thought it was crowdsourcing friendly. Uh, I was surprised to not see it at all. It was, um, oh. trust me, you don't want to get into a price war.
3: Yeah. See, that's
0: good. Like, yeah. And crowd I, crowdsourcing tends to like that type of captioning. Yeah. So I was surprised that it got buried.
3: That's yeah. way better.
0: Yeah, That's, I like that one more
2: than these. It's like, yeah, that should have been a no-brainer there. don't yeah. know why it di- didn't come through for you. Yeah, yeah. Just... Got, lo-
0: got lost in crowdsourcing, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, I was surprised by just because I just thought it was a good type crowdsourcing type caption.
3: Yeah. Well, and not only that, it's, it, it actually is funny.
0: Yeah. You know, like
3: yeah. some of the, these, these aren't really funny.
0: Uh, yeah. Mean,
1: they're clever.
3: Like the nuclear family one is clever, but it isn't. Well, it isn't
0: funny. Maybe yeah. that's why we disagree. I tend to lean towards a clever caption. Mm-hmm. I don't, for whatever reason, I like to. I like a clever caption even more than I like a funny caption. Yeah, I don't know sure why that that's is, fine. but I would I like. like...
2: To think it's clever. It's it's not clever. It's just taking a word that you can find associated with the two. You know, there's a family and a submarine, and they just found a way of putting it into a sentence for me. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can,
0: You're going to convince me on this one, Ben. <laughs>
3: I like. Uh, yeah, funny. I guess it's
0: just a, a style of caption. Some like, some don't. Yeah. I, I, I happen to like those types of captions where you can link in a word that works in both situations. I, I've said since the start of the podcast, that's a type of caption I like. And uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like I say, I'm consistent here. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess like they're funny. hidden mess I, for me.
3: Yeah. I could entertain myself for hours reading through funny New Yorker cartoons. <laughs> and I just sit and laugh out loud reading them. And like this, like this is not one of those, like, right. I, it's, it's just not funny.
2: Here's a, here's a little secret that I do sometimes before I write cartoons is I'll read the, the past three or four New Yorker, uh, New Yorker magazine cartoons, the actual cartoons in there and just going to feel for what they're picking lately. You know, it's like, you know, like having the milk sit in the refrigerator, it's going you know, to kind of pick up the taste of what, you know, the rest of the things in there. So. And I never see puns in there. There's no puns in the New Yorker cartoons. Yeah, I don't know why they pick them for the contest.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Well, for one reason, they have to pick pick three. Yeah. So uh, they they never pick three puns. It's usually one pun. And uh, I think that's fair. One pun, you got to pick three of them. It's hard to come up with three good captions. Um, It's a form of humor. I'll admit that. So yeah,
2: okay. And sometimes I... I do, I'll, I'll write puns myself sometimes. <laughs> so I shouldn't complain too much, but some of them just don't do anything for me. So and this is one of them that doesn't do anything for me.
3: Well, there are funny puns and they, they they have published funny puns in the New Yorker. as You know, published cartoonists, cartoons of the, you know, cartoons mm-hmm. of the issue. Like one that comes to mind is one of my favorite cartoons is a Danny Shanahan cartoon. It's an old very old couple, man and woman, and the man is coming in the door and the woman is standing at the door. And she says to the husband, you slept, you slept with her, didn't you? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's funny. Like that, yeah. that's a funny pun. I mean, you know, you have to know what the word schlep is, but it, it's a funny pun. But, you know, nuclear family, uh, that's not, that's not funny. It's just, it's just clever.
0: Well, that's ninety nine percent of right. How often do you read a caption from the contest and think, "Wow, that's funny"? It's usually just that's clever,
1: right? Yeah,
0: very infrequent yeah. that it's really funny. It's mm-hmm. uh, typically just clever, yeah. right? It, it's yeah, you're where, right. and typically and it's, it's clever just where caption contest fans would like it, right? People out of the right. blue, just because we were working on it, we were, I was working on this, and when I see something I didn't think of, I go, "Oh, that's a good angle."
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: that's what I think with all three of these. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think of this angle for any one of these three.
3: Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, th- there are two New Yorker cartoon caption contests I can think of that I thought were funny. Like, off, just off the top of my head, one is the Larry Woods um, try honking again. Like, I think that's really funny because, like, when you see it with the people in the traffic jam and they're like, "Try honking again," like, like that's funny because honking again isn't going to do anything, but they're like, you know, do it, try honking again. That's funny. And then the other one was uh, Drew Dernovich, um, the man, uh, the doctor doing acupuncture and he's covered with the needles and yeah. the caption is then tight, yeah. you know, that, that's funny too, because like a moment before the woman who was getting acupuncture sneezed and threw the needles all onto the, doctors so you make that connection and it's funny but uh but you're right i mean in most of the caption contests they're not funny they're just clever Mm. but to be able to get both is like a gold mine
0: yeah yeah uh rare i'll share my favorite caption contest was uh the woman who appears to be breaking up with a clown and Mm -hmm. the caption is you must know he makes me laugh yeah just the wording of that, I thought was just perfect. That, that's my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, can absolutely be a New Yorker published cartoon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, for One that I'm thinking off the top of my head that I really thought was funny lately was uh, the dinosaur at the book signing with the author at the book signing, where the dinosaur is saying, I can't remember the dinosaur's name, because it was unpronounceable, but it's
1: yeah.
2: you know, the way it sounds, spelled the way it sounds. So yeah. that for me was funny.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah all right well good i like disagreements and this is a rare case where uh we disagree (laughs) i tend to like all three of these and in particular the nuclear family and uh you both disagree with that assessment which is which is great i like when that happens (laughs) and uh if if listeners have any thoughts please email us we're always interested in uh getting your emails we've gotten a few lately um cartoon caption contest podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us your thoughts on these captions we love them and uh we'll discuss them next week with that let's move on to current contest 779 this is the man looking at a small dog inside of a fishbowl and looks like the dog is speaking uh paul what's your take on on this cartoon Oh, I don't know about this one. This
2: one, <laughs> I looked at this and I thought it was a cat at first. You know, so I was, I was thinking cat and trying to come up with things. And the more I looked at it, it's going, uh, I don't think that's a cat. It might be a dog. So it's kind of like, uh, now what? So I'm rethinking. And I just did this train of consciousness kind of captioning thing where uh, I just went through things that, you know, wrote them down as immediately as they came to mind. Uh, go fish. It was self defense. Well, this is awkward. I plead insanity. Mistakes were made. This isn't what it looks like. And thanks for rescuing me from the dog pond. So, that last one, it's a pond. Yes, it's a Mm -hmm. (laughs) pond. But I like it. So, you know, it's me. But I don't. I, I don't think that's what I'm going to end up. I'm, I'm more likely going to end up with something that's completely out of left field. You know, just that's the that's the kind of drawing this is. It's got to be something that's completely bonkers coming out of this one. Yep. So this going to be a Sunday night
0: one. Uh, Beth, you agree? Uh, I'm going to say this is definitely a dog.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a dog. I mean, yeah. it's it's an odd looking dog, but it's it's a dog. I don't think it's a cat. It doesn't have whiskers.
0: Yeah. And, and it's nose, got that dog nose Nose
3: is too long to be a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's a dog. Although I, I will say that Nick Stevens has it on his um, Facebook page and he put a question in, in it. Is it a dog or is it a cat?
0: Oh, the cartoonist did that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we won't do it now, but um, <laughs> after this contest ends, we will get his original caption and we'll find out if this was a dog or a cat, but, um,
3: I said, I think he's just trying to mess with us. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I'm going to say that's a dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though cats are the ones that tend to eat fish and go for the fishbowl. So it would make more sense for it to be a cat, but it seems to be drawn as a dog. Yeah. It's a small dog. Yeah. And also,
3: is it, is it a fishbowl or is it a snow globe?
0: <laughs> it's a fishbowl. Fish and the reason I can say that confidently is because there's an opening at the top.
3: But there's no water in it.
0: There is no water in it. Why is there
2: no water in it? Write the caption about that.
3: <laughs> true.
2: I have to pee. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's, it's just very strange. The drawing is very strange.
0: Did you submit it?
3: No, I did not. I'm still mulling things over. I've really come up with nothing worth submitting yet. I mean, I had the same kind of stream of consciousness things that Paul was saying. You know, my ideas were things like, this only looks fishy. You know, I need to go out. Um, I can't even I can't even think of any of the other ones that I came up with, but they were not worth submitting. Still working. I haven't out.
0: submitted either. Um, I'll definitely be a Sunday morning on this one. I got a busy week. uh mm-hmm. Three I came up with offhand was the echo is driving me crazy. (laughs) Okay, now it's your turn to hide.
3: I like that one.
0: Yeah. I'll highlight that. And uh, what did you expect from a mini golden retriever?
1: Mm
0: Yeah. Which I think there's something there. I don't think that's the right wording, but. Right. The idea of a golden retriever in a goldfish bowl. Yeah.
3: I I think that that's going to be a little popular though.
0: Yeah. The guy, I thought that, but I use your Facebook group as mm-hmm. my gauge. Uh-huh. No one in there thought of it. And oh, my really? opinion, that's my gauge. If no one in that group thinks of it, uh-huh. I, right. it's not going to be common. Uh, yeah. I could be wrong, but that's, that's usually my gauge.
3: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Cause everyone in that group seems like people just put their streams of consciousness, any idea they have, they kind of throw it to right. the wall. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's a creative bunch. So yeah. when they, but I tend to think it won't be coming. Yeah, but so
3: far, I mean, as creative and great as that bunch of people are, I haven't seen anything that really struck me as outstanding so far in that thread. But I, I really like, I think you, you got to submit, now it's your turn to hide.
0: I I, <laughs> I, I that's that's
3: great. that might be That is great. And that that's like what we were just talking about, that it's like, it connects, what just happened, you know, right before the drawing? You know, it's like they're playing hide and seek and the dog is in the fishbowl in yeah. plain sight. That's funny. That's that's definitely funny.
1: Okay, and it's not it
3: just a silly pun on dogs and fishbowls. Right. You know, we're describing what's going on in the picture, it takes it a step further. But I gotta say, this drawing is totally freaking me out too. Like the glasses. On the sky. I know,
0: he's a weird looking guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has no eyeballs and it's like, there's, there's like a dot in the corner of, of one of the, the glasses, I guess where the, you know, the bar, or whatever it is, it goes through your, your connects on the glasses, but it almost looks like it could be an eyeball and he's like looking out of the side of his eye. Like, it's just really weird. It's just. Got <laughs> <That>
2: little <laughs> like, work in any eyes. <laughs>
3: So it's, it's a really weird drawing.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to get his original caption and see where his head was with, with, with this one.
3: Yeah. And I feel like if there was a fishbowl, like there should be water on the table. Like he just spilled it or something Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's it's very strange.
2: Maybe it's a a gumball bowl or something, a candy bowl or Mm -hmm. something, you know, a a dog treat bowl, maybe, I don't know.
3: Mm -hmm. Crystal ball.
2: It seems like it's a fishbowl, but, you know, once again, if you can figure out something else it could be, maybe that's the caption, you know, surprise. I mean, there'll
0: definitely be snow globe caption options. Oh, yeah. Globes like to catch snow. So, I mean, there'll mm-hmm. be captions on that. But uh, both of them, I think, will be fishbowl.
3: Yeah. yeah. Can't tell what the bowl is. Can't tell what the animal is. <laughs> yeah. I had one that was, uh, no, I'm a puppy with a P instead of guppy. You know, like, oh. he's a guppy and a fishbowl. I don't know if I would
0: have got that, though.
3: Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. It's not good. But uh, like I said, I haven't come up with anything worth submitting yet.
0: Yeah. yeah, it'll be a tough one. Speaking of tough ones, did you look at the crowdsourcing for uh, the chicken and the egg?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, doesn't seem like there's anything good in there. Mm-hmm. I hmm A lot saw...
1: of work
3: to crack the case.
0: Which yeah, I don't like any of those. I I I saw two that were one that I like and one that's good for how hard it is. Um, one that I'm sure will be a finalist, just because it's in the top ten and it's the only one that's good in my opinion was a uh, him. That's the guy who figured out how much wood a woodchuck could chuck. <laughs> uh, that that's, like, a, that's, that's clever. Yeah, that's yeah. clever.
3: Yeah,
0: and uh, not clever, but. The only other good one I saw for a hard contest was it's a hen diagram, which I suspect you won't like. I don't typically those are those are the types of puns I don't like. The sounds like puns. Right. But it's such a hard cartoon that that just Mm -hmm. might make it in. But I suspect the woodchuck will will be one of the finalists. It's the only good one I saw.
1: Mm
0: And it's a surprisingly long caption, but it works. Yeah, it's long. It has to be long. It's the only one that works that I saw that was even decent for this. This, this was a, that was a really hard one. Um, yeah. I never saw mine. I ended up submitting. He'll never get them to talk, which is kind of decent, but mm-hmm. uh, very, very hard. card to Yeah. Make. So I'll be interested to see what three they pick for that one.
1: Yeah. But I'd
0: be, I'd be willing to put money. Woodchuck will be one of the three.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the other
0: two will probably be bad <laughs> just because it's a, it's, it's, I just didn't see any good ones.
3: Yeah, I think I saw Larry's up there, in the. Uh,
2: what was his, his again?
3: Room. I'm not sure if it's his, but something about a dozen options. There's a few dozen options, wasn't oh, yeah. that? Yeah. No, that,
0: uh, wasn't, uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't.
3: No. Yeah, I never saw mine either. So.
2: Yeah, mine. Mine pops in and out. It's uh, the one they made a sandwich out of the evidence. Mm. So I, I, I saw that one a couple of times. So yeah, it was, a whole...
3: I was kind of funny. It was something about, uh, yeah, we know it's it's dumb, but we got a grant or something like that. Like they got a research grant to, yeah. to figure this out.
0: Yeah, I saw that. But, uh, pretty sure these are detectives though. I don't think these are scientists.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm dying to know what Drew's um, caption is for this. So I can't wait for him to come back on and tell us.
2: Yeah. Drew
0: will be back on when this is in the, uh, the winner phase. We'll have him back on. All right. Any other thoughts on this Mick Stevens cartoon before we, uh, sign yeah. off?
3: Other than it's completely crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to come up with the bonkers. uh captain for this one, just some crazy that makes no sense whatsoever for it and just see what happens.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then that'll do it. Uh, We have a very good interview with Christopher Wyant. So uh, stay tuned for that coming up. He's uh, one of the best New Yorker cartoons out there and uh, a great interviewer. So uh, stick tuned for that. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be right back with Christopher Wyant. Ah, well, do you prefer Chris or Christopher? Chris, Chris. Chris, very good. Thanks yeah. for coming on. We uh, appreciate it.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I've seen it. I've uh, listened to a bunch of your, your shows. It's uh, it's, ni- it's nice to listen to my friends blathering. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's not true. And that's not true either. <laughs>
2: no, they don't blather. We enjoy this.
1: No, they're,
4: good. they're really good. It's very interesting, actually, to hear them, you and... From my perspective, it's like, I can't get enough of listening to cartoonists talk about their stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, us too. So if you don't mind, uh, you want to just give us a quick background on uh, what got you into cartooning?
4: Sure. Uh, you know, inability to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got into cartooning uh, when... I was in advertising for, for a lot of uh, many years. I originally thought I was going to be like an, an attorney growing up and I didn't go that direction. Like I took my LSATs and I did some clerking kind of things and it was a good idea because I've been a terrible attorney. So then I got a regular job and I got into advertising at a think tank in New York. And uh, then I had done that for a couple of years and I was pretty, I was about 27 and I hit that like that pre thirty what do I want to do with myself kind of thing where, you know, things are going well and I was making some money and I'm like, well, I could throw it all away and become a cartoonist. Um, and so like I had been doing cartooning on the side as a, actually political cartooning and I'd done some for free. And then I switched over and started submitting to the New Yorker into another, mag, into a couple of newspapers and I quit my job. What were you it. doing
0: in advertising, copywriting?
4: No, I was actually in advertising sales. I was the, uh, like an uh, ad exec for, uh, for a magazine called Foreign Affairs. Oh, I so not that.
0: on the it creative just, side.
4: Not on the creative side, yeah. No, it wasn't on the creative side, it was on the sales side. And so, uh, um, it was great. I loved it, It was a great. it's a great think tank that we, that we worked for and Foreign Affairs is a magazine I loved. I, I have a real passion for international politics and politics in general. So this is my way of getting in without having to do all the education.
0: <laughs> uh, that's interesting and I do see that you graduated with a uh, political science degree but you don't seem to do a lot of political cartoons, at least not for the New Yorker.
4: I or do, actually. Do you... Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a political cartoonist for the Boston Globe. And, uh, and, I don't recall and so, too and... many
0: political... Were you doing Trump?
4: Uh, I didn't do a lot of... So I, we, I didn't do a lot of the Trump cartoons. I, I was working for the Globe at the time, and um, we started the cartoon, uh, you know, the Daily Cartoon. It started actually with me and Cyprus and uh, Danny Shanahan. And so we were the first ones to start with the, When that first came out, they came to us because we did political cartoons, meaning something with a slightly political bent. Uh, and that's what they, originally the daily cartoon was.
1: Mm-hmm. And so each
4: one of us would take it for say two weeks. Um, and then um, if you look back through my work, you'll see most of my cartoons actually have some sort of topical bent. So I, I'll do things that are kind of non sequiturs and desert island jokes, but usually there's a, a lot of my my work will take on social issues. Uh, yeah, I don't
0: recall uh, your version of Trump. I guess I'll have to look into. I do.
4: I, I, I just I think I did one uh, of him, but I I for the for the New Yorker, I actually don't uh, like doing the drawing Trump for the New Yorker. So I do the, I will draw caricatures of him for um, for the Globe, but when it comes to the New Yorker, I would rather work within these confines of being able to address an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, that would be a good joke unto itself. If you don't have the context, right? So, like, right. Um, so if I, if like the sweet spot for me is if I can I write a, a political cartoon that is totally about right now. But if you come back to it in like ten years, it's still a good cartoon. Like it still works, mm-hmm. and I just didn't need it. And if I put the Trump in there, I, it's I just it's it's a one shot. It's kind of like doing when you do when we do a joke and it's like you know, something about technology. And he was like, oh, not without my facts. And you're like, uh, well, that's you know so sort of rooted in a year. And you're like, uh, I, I'm greedy. I want my work to go on forever. <laughs> so and we get yeah, usually
0: those timeless political cartoons work with like uh, the King cartoons. Where you exactly, have king.
4: right. So you pick a metaphor, like a visual metaphor, and you mm-hmm. kind of stretch it a little bit. And the truth is, you know, there's always been, we haven't always had a Trump, but we certainly seen Trump's uh, over history. <laughs> so we can find things like, that uh, like the king that would work fine, which I have done those kind right. of. That uh, yeah, Or senator, crooked senators, or something like that. But I like mm-hmm. to keep it a little broader. I'm not really sure why. I think I did one. I did one of. I did one of Trump. I think it was the the evolution line, you know, and as as the evolution from fish to mm-hmm. fish on, on land, on you know, to monkey, whatever, and then it goes to human, and then it goes down to Trump going back down <laughs> into the water. <laughs> yeah. and that was that was the only one.
1: Yeah.
3: And you yeah. had one daily cartoon that I really liked with the one that said, um, I'm from New Jersey, but I identify as New York.
4: Yeah, Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, those of us from New Jersey, <laughs> really, yeah, kind of, especially when we we're everyone was going through an idea, you know, how you identify yourself. Uh, and um, Jerseyans pretty much identify themselves as yes. if, you, if you ever travel out of the country, where are you from? New York area. Just, exactly. <laughs> have <to> get specific. <laughs> I thought that one was great thanks so all
0: that time when you were in uh, law school and advertising were you cartooning I would
4: imagine um, so. no i i wasn't well, I did not go to law school I was, I was getting ready to go to law school and i I, I didn't I, I'd never crossed that threshold thankfully um so thankful thank for my my paycheck but um I did uh i you know it was one of those things where when I was growing up you didn't think you'd be a cartoonist like it wasn't like now where we have graphic novelists and the cartoon cartooning as a whole has a whole different level of respect and of kind of a broader thing and i think people are more attached to it and i think the internet's done great things for how digitally people kind of feel more attached to cartoons but when i was growing up it was like being a cartoonist either you're working for a strip right a political cartoonist or the new yorker and those none of those seemed to take like i had no idea how you would get around to king features or you know and it all just seemed so especially growing up in New Jersey, I think it was one of those things I, with my family, when they raised me, it was like, they loved giving me art supplies, but the idea of like going out and like doing that for a living seems insane. <laughs> so, uh, um, so I did never even entertained it as an idea. I was just like, but I did draw all the time. I used to live in Soho, so I used to go down there to when they had like the $10 um, art classes, I'd leave my work, I'd run down, take the subway downstairs, down to downtown, get changed, run and do figure drawing. It was always part of my life. I just didn't think I'd be a cartoonist.
0: And so, obviously, when you started submitting, I'm um, imagining Bob was the editor.
4: I, uh, you, weren't, I actually, you weren't around yeah. the Lee Lorenz
0: days, I wouldn't imagine.
4: I was in. I was in Lee. Lee was where I submitted.
0: Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, maybe you're old. Maybe you're older than you look, but you don't look uh, like you would be submitting back in his day.
4: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just have a really long reach. um, I, I, uh, I submitted under Lee and uh, Lee gave me, uh, he had given me a note back. I gave him a portfolio of, of my work, which had all been published in other magazines. And I didn't realize, I didn't even know, like that was the thing that you'd sit there and I, that you shouldn't give them unpublished works. So I gave him a bunch of my published work, and you look at it, and it was for a food magazine. So they're all these food puns, and they're really terrible, as you can imagine. And, you know, uh, and and he looked at me like, great. Thankfully, he didn't buy anything, because I couldn't sell it to him anyway. And he's like, he gave me a, a nice note, which I have around here somewhere, where he said, you know, keep submitting. And then I think it took me a year to come up with some gags, uh, you know, like everybody. Then you we all freeze up like deer in the headlights. And I'm <laughs> like, well I, don't, well, I don't know what to do now. And so I only had my one. And then uh by the time I got some together, Bob had uh, actually had taken over the post. And then I um I think I within a month I was got really lucky. Bob's looking for people, it was, but he bought one of mine.
0: Oh wow, that's uh, very
4: fortunate. It was. It was just it was you know, it wasn't talent. I think he was just looking for somebody at the time. <laughs> so yeah, I had to fill <laughs> the Remember paper.
0: the first cartoon?
4: I do, I do. It's uh it's like it's that one. It's uh it was um it was right around the holidays. I think I submitted in November. And it's a, uh, a a large jug that says Prozac on it. And this is now in holiday strength. And so that was my uh, my family homage. And, and so uh, as we get to the holidays, so that was it. They bought it in November. They ran it by December. And I was like, this is great. This is going to happen like this every week. <laughs> Which uh, it didn't.
0: <laughs> well, you've had uh, dozens and dozens of Cartoons in the magazine seems like a little less lately. Are you submitting less frequently as of late?
4: No, oh, I I have been. I, I I pretty much submit you know six to ten cartoons every week. Um, the, the magazine is going through a change, uh, and uh, they are still buying mine, but it's they're they're doing two things that are different. Which is one, they're sitting on a lot of cartoons, and I'm not sure what the story is there. So the, a lot of the cartoonists have a lot of cartoons that have been bought but have not been published um for uh, reasons that i don't i'm not privy to so uh so there's a big backlog and then um and then i just haven't been they just haven't been buying as many my humor has not changed the cartoons are still pretty you know they're not all winners but there's enough winners and so uh i think whether emma has brought in a lot of new voices and a lot of new cartoons but there's only so many slots so a lot mm-hmm. of us now don't sell as many it's just the kind of the math of it so um uh, but you know she's supportive and we keep trying to you know it's it's there are a hundred cartoonists now. I mean, it's, it's a lot to
0: mm-hmm. try and
4: grab 20 spots, you know, and some people sell, you know, repeatedly because they, they fall, tend to fall into favor or something. So it's a very subjective art form. And so it's kind of, you know, you have that pretty thick skin. I don't take any of it personally. And there's, you get to a point I think with I think you probably have heard I think I've heard it on your show we we, we you know your your work which ones are good and which ones are, are not good at this point you know which ones are good for your voice and for your art style and um and so you know you, you resubmit but um yeah I think we I, I, I'm, I'm about I think I'm around three or four hundred cartoons at this point and as we go through it would be just hard enough to carve out a new spot
0: yeah and you, you used to have you were very frequent in the caption contest, and again, less frequent as of late.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think I have a couple of captions. I, I know I have one sitting there that I did right away. Um, I, you know, they, it's funny when you when you get an okay, they say okay, get it in in like two days, and then you do. And, you, and <laughs> you have the assumption even now, I oh, it should be probably next week, and then it's it's not. You know, so I don't know when that one's going to run. I have to always remember not to it up on social media like did that run because you might you might be putting stuff before it goes in the magazine which is a big no-no right
3: well you had one this week um in the issue
4: right that one's relatively new Mm -hmm. i think the one i had i had one two weeks ago but that one was you know i I think it's a year and a half wow
0: was that the bull in the restaurant yep i loved that one.
4: thank you yeah i like that one too actually that one that one that one made me laugh, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Because uh, it's so obvious and stupid. I think that I like it,
0: you know. listening audience, it's a uh, waiter serving wine to a bull in a restaurant, and the caption is, I think you'll find this wine to be quite infuriating, which uh, which was a fantastic cartoon.
4: Right, now I just got to get some, like, you know, red wine sponsorships. That's what, I think that's really all I was doing it for, yeah. hoping somebody sponsors me.
0: Well, probably <laughs> the most popular cartoon is a wine cartoon, right? I they did, not
4: yeah. I probably I can. Can't which one on I'm referring Well, oh, 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 my, oh, mine. Yeah, the Susan. Uh, yeah. Right wine talking. Yeah, that's yeah. A pop, that one really. I don't know why that one. The people love that one.
3: That's well. I was just saying before before you joined us tonight that that is probably my all time all time favorite New Yorker cartoon. I think it's hysterical,
4: and I even have
3: the I have the New Yorker cartoon um, cocktail plates that have that have yeah. that
4: cartoon on it. I, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that, was, that, was a, that was a fun... I remember I wrote that and I think it was I think I, that was, it was... I think I wrote that in like in Bear Stearns, the former Bear Stearns, uh, which is a weird place I, I, when I was... left my job for cartooning and I was doing stuff on the side you'd write at lunchtime. That's why mm-hmm. I wrote, wrote that and ran it over to the New Yorker.
0: Did you know you had a home run when you uh when you came up with
4: that idea? No, You know, you know the, the, it's a the funny thing is you... The, there's... Uh, i'm sure every cartoon is feels like you got a lot of home runs it's just whether it'll actually be in the stadium or not <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's whether they buy it like you know it's like there are the cartoons i really really love i just finally posted a cartoon on, online that i just i love this cartoon i submitted it so many years it's just not gonna pass and then um it's just it's a hot trick-or-treating call uh, cartoon and guy at the door and the kids are all there trick-or-treating and he's got two pots of coffee like you see in the in a diner and either regular or decaf and that's it's just a kind of a cruel situation and I love that cartoon, and no one wants it it's <laughs> it in hot coffee and that's not going to work um and I accept that but you know that's one of those ones I like oh when I drew i like oh that's a home run and like 10 years later still submitting it and finally I go okay that's it I'm putting up online it's over <laughs> so so i think we have ones that we like and you think oh that's a strong cartoon but there's so many reasons with why it doesn't get into a magazine or something ran similarly to it you know in the 1940s and you have no idea
0: yeah
2: so uh, do you come up with the caption first then or do you just is it a whole idea that you just evolves out of uh, something
4: um that's a good question i um i think with me i'm not a I'm okay artist, so I think it doesn't all come out of the drawing first. But there's a there's a blend there that does happen. I think I tend to like want to focus on an issue, right? Like so, it, which is probably why you know the way I also write, you know, more political cartoons. I have something I want to say you know, or explore, and then you can kind of start pulling at it until it becomes totally ridiculous. Um, but like the bowl cartoon with the red wines, because I just felt like drawing a bowl. honestly and it was a kind of fun thing to draw and so that's how that one actually came it did go in reverse but usually I'm I'm, I got something like oh I wanna I did a cartoon I think yeah a cartoon that came out uh in the summer that was also old there's a like a piper one of those little birds that run up from the waves he's on the psychiatrist's couch and he said uh and 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 the psychiatrist is saying she's saying to the bird uh maybe it's not just the waves you're running from Right. You know, as a time as, you know, we we're coming out of COVID, I was feeling pretty blue. And so I'm like, well, let's dig into that, you know, for a free therapy. And in the end you come up with a bird psychiatrist joke. So, <laughs> so sometimes it works that way.
2: Yeah. Some, some of the cartoons we talked to, uh, they, they doodle and it's, uh, you know, they'll doodle and then they'll look at the drawing and go, now I got to come up with the caption for this, but you're kind of opposite then of that. You you'd yeah. prefer to come up with the idea and then make a drawing from that.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's like coming up then and finding a visual metaphor that would fit it. And then you still you'll still end up going three or four, you know, points away, steps away from what you actually thought you were going to do, because how it comes through you as what you want to, you know, you, you're not in control of it. And most of us have the same thing in common, which is we go to a coffee shop or we sit someplace and we stare out a window like a zombie and you just sort of drift in your thoughts until you eventually stumble across something. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and that's the only process that makes sense to me. Like PCVe treats every one of his cartoons like a caption contest. He just starts drawing, comes up with something and he's like, all right, well, let me caption it. Which is, <laughs> which is, I can't even figure out how that works. As,
4: it's hard. The caption contest for me is hard because it's also like trying to not, like I've tried that with like, cause we'll do when we get stuck or when you have to fill out your the rest of your batch, we go to those kind of mechanics, like, okay, I'll draw something, I'll, I'll work my way back, or I'll, I'll I'll just come up with a kind of a strange thing, and see if I can get something funny out of this, and uh, I find it really hard, I find it like the caption contents, because you're trying to also not do what's obvious, and you don't want to do something that's actually on the page, right, because you want, the, you want the, the reader to make that funny leap that's not on the page, so it's in your head, like, you know, um, and so that's tough, I looked at, what I, I saw <laughs> I saw a peefy P- 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 peter's uh, um, had a cartoon I just caught the other day which I just love it it's just so him. two people you don't mind if I just talk about his cartoon now uh two <laughs> two, two people are uh, are on a balcony in like a New York building up you know high rise and they're looking over the edge and like, and and the guy the other wine glasses and and the man says to the woman you know from up here everyone looks like little angry ants with wine spilled on them <laughs> <laughs> just awesome he just takes it that one extra step i'm like oh i would not have gotten that that's great
0: (laughs) but if you talk to him he'll say he just started drawing a building and then two people and then gave them wine and they came up with the caption which is such a bizarre way to do cartooning it is it all seems so easy it obviously works for him he's uh Yeah.
4: yeah no yeah and he's great he's really great
0: well speaking of the caption contest you've had many cartoons in the caption contest can you uh, think of any way you were uh, particularly impressed by the finalists or in the other direction where you thought they were terrible?
4: I think almost all of them were terrible, <laughs> except, for, <laughs> except for one. There's only one. Most of, the, most of the captions, like one person wrote a caption that was so similar to the one, you know, so the caption contest, right, they take our, our yeah. captions. So really, already it starts with, I'm just curmudgeonly enough to be like, oh, God damn it, that's not, you know, I'm already, now I'm already annoyed. It's already mm-hmm. lesser. I have enough that you go. And then and then somebody did one that was almost the same as mine and mine was better. It's better written, uh, you know, not because we're talented but because we worked at 10 million cartoons, we should all be a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But it was almost the same wording. It was almost, it was I think it was the night at the, you know, on the date with this woman and he's in a full night suit. And and I think, I think right now I'm between sieges. Sieges, sieges is, is with my line, and theirs was something like I'm between something, you know, something like, like, I think big, they use two,
0: quests. I'm in mean between, between quests.
4: quests at the moment. And you're like, first of all, you don't end on moment. Now you can't end on moment. But that's like, you just the whole cartoon, it just dies there. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much the same concept. And I'm like, well, you know, that could have been mine. That was mine. <laughs> like, I mean, my, mine kind of stunk to start with. I mean, I don't want to say that was a good cartoon. Um, but there was a good one There was really really a good one one it was excellent and that was i had done um a cartoon years ago about his little it was a little old lady who lives in a shoe right okay and the setup is well i got to well what else is around her right what, what are the other buildings that are she lives in a shoe what, what's the rest of the neighborhood look like and so i did other shoes where it's like a fuzzy you know, one of these 1950s fuzzy slippers, you know, with high heels, spikes, and sight and all these kind of the lingerie of shoes all the way across, right? And I could not get—I could not get the caption for it. I just—I—I I, I submitted with different ones. They all stunk. And and I remember what was it? it was something like so the little old lady's there outside her shoe, talking to her friend, and then you see all these other kind of sexy shoes and her old boot. And she says, "I think it was the the line that came up was was um, I remember when the only thing you can catch around this neighborhood was athlete's foot, <laughs> which I thought was great. It's like oh, it's a gonorrhea joke. Fantastic New Yorker, um, <laughs> yeah. so or some STD. Yeah. Um, thought that was great. That was it was really nicely written. It was a great structure of the line and everything. I thought it was great, but."
0: Now when I, I then
4: I go oh and, and it kills me because I won't share a joke a caption contest joke because I didn't write it so I won't like it's not mine I drew mm-hmm. I just drew it so I never feel ownership of it you know I mm-hmm. never got to meet the person who did it maybe I'd feel a little bit more kinship <laughs> and that's a good cartoon I thought they did a great job with that
1: I would
3: have gone for like something about a flat like a flat shoe and right. a flat apartment for that.
4: But Yeah, I think, I think I tried every possible foot joke and our fallen arches and, you know, I, I was trying, I, it, they were all terrible. I could never get it. And then they were like, oh, and it was, it was not, it's just also the structure of how they set up the punch, the, you know, how they set up the punchline on that. It was really nice so that they, where you end up, you don't know where it's going until the very end, which is really smart. I'm mm-hmm. very, very impressed. Um, so,
1: yeah.
2: And New Yorker would not have accepted a, std punch you know caption for that you know if you submitted it they would not have taken yeah. that right
4: right. it would never have gone through you have to do it that way when I mean, they have no no other option but oh i guess this is the best
3: that's funny i i i don't remember that one off the top of my head Most
4: yeah it, it, it was it was when i think it was when it maybe the first first or second year mm-hmm. was, see. yeah it must have been a while oh, ago. a long time ago
0: Anything more than
2: two years for me is I don't know it.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was two thousand and seven. I just actually looked up Oh wow! So that's mm-hmm. that was a good. It was a good line. Yeah. But there are other people who have done stuff where you're like, oh, it's pretty good, but they, you know, they're they're okay. I think although mm-hmm. it's a, such a hard contest to for them to judge, for the editors to judge, for the vast volume, right? That, and then they have a algorithm that can run through them all, and in the end, it's really hard to find something that's surprising. Mm-hmm. A line that really goes, oh, yeah, and there, I, I see, I do see on other people's stuff where I see a caption contest where I'll, I'll like somebody else's work, but I haven't <laughs> done it. Think, I think the ones they've done for mine are okay. Do you
3: go in and, and look at the crowdsource voting when you have a cartoon in the contest at all to see what people are coming up with? Or
4: I do. Yeah, I, that's actually I like that part where you get to see what other people are coming. Like that's 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 kind of fun. It's almost looking at your own thoughts. Like you see where everybody's going, and I think that's kind of educational. Like you mm-hmm. know, like oh, I see. What you, you know, because it's it's just a it's a good game. It's a really yeah. brilliant idea. The caption contest because and it, we we can all do it. It's 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 something everybody has the skill to do and and it's fun to see with a certain number of visual inputs what can we come up with right? It's, mm. it's great. Yeah,
3: it always amazes me how similar like so many people come up with almost identical captions. So yeah. it's such similar ideas over and over and over again. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. There is, there's such, there's a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. You can almost see like where how how humans think, and probably I'm mm-hmm. thinking it. But but you you see like oh okay we, we we can interpret any set of variables in a certain way, and you are like oh yeah look at that, and then and then just somebody comes, you know, some psychopath comes out of left field with something really funny, <laughs> and you're like yeah oh I would not have gone there. That is good. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> but it does have to be very, really frustrating when they take your caption off and they keep it for the cartoon contest. And then the person that wins comes up with pretty much what you would have written anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean,
3: that has to be really frustrating.
4: And, and, you know, it's the best part of the, of of my indignance is that um, it makes me feel like my, my cartoon caption was good enough, which it clearly wasn't anyway. Right. But now that it's removed, well, clearly it was fantastic. And how dare they. And, you know, um it was it was it was a, you know it was, it was a pretty unmemorable most of all almost all of the ones that they took the the captions off i cannot defend as being good cartoons so they rightly ripped the cartoon caption off of them um but there is a something i think where the, they're your babies in some way and you're like oh i can't separate them but mm-hmm. it's, a great, it's a really fun thing to do yeah. it's,
2: it's, we it's, like this it's, baby it's, but without these arms <laughs> right,
4: right, right exactly How oh, you'll never feel a hug <laughs> You know, uh, so it's a, uh, uh, but it's nice. I, I like, I like doing it. It's also what's fun is that seeing people who want to like, you know, do your, do your job is the way I kind of look at it. It's like, I'm one of those guys when the, when the, when the plumbers come in to fix something, I'm always down there watching what they're doing, trying to learn. So, you know, <laughs> like, you know, trying to glean for them free information off of them. So it feels like the kind of same thing. Like you know, anybody who wants to look at somebody else's trade, and, well, how do you do that? Or right, let's, let me take a try. <laughs>
0: Well, the creative field makes sense. Uh, tracking my plumber makes <laughs> less sense. <laughs> um, so what are you involved in now, other than cartooning? I see uh, you have some books.
4: Yep. Uh, yeah, I, uh, we, I I do uh, um, illustration for children's books, uh, picture books, uh, with my wife, Anna, Anna Kang. So she writes the books, and then I illustrate them, and um, we're on our... But we've had a couple different series and now we're on, I think a uh, seventh book just came out. We have another one, another two to go this year. Um, oh, so nice. we're coming out yeah. in spring. Um, and, uh, um, uh, and then um, that's a very fun, totally different sort of thing which is kind of a lot of New Yorker cartoons have gotten into that work and over the years. So it's a fun legacy to be part of uh, in terms of children's illustration. It's really fun, it's just sweet. <laughs> Nice how does that
0: collaboration work being a, a husband wife team
4: it's good it's good my wife's a good writer it, it works out you know it's like a, the first book was a little a little bumpy for the first you know getting trying to figure out who does what my wife went to uh, uh film school so she was kind of being a director and once we sorted that out um but we we actually it, it works out nicely because we can uh, collaborate usually the in children's books you do not meet the illustrator does not meet the writer which i had no idea i always thought they kind of knew each other and met throughout the process and uh, i've done other people's books uh, and we don't meet and so you go and you draw and you do all this stuff and then they look at it once to for to get an approval um but There's no contact, which is which is very different. So we get to actually see each other's. I get to see her scripts, and I she gets to see my characters and and how interpreting them, and it it makes it it makes it for a a little bit more of a um, a single vision, uh, which I think is can be can be sometimes pretty pretty good, you know, for us.
0: I would assume in that case the writer is the boss, right? So she's kind of telling you what she wants and how she wants it, or is that not not? No,
4: well, you know, I you know, I mean for the sake of my marriage, i I want to comment either way, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, no, whether well, she trusts me, I mean, she knows like, you know, the nice thing is she knows like I got my own job, and, but uh, you know, she trusts that I can come to life. And she also knows when she's writing that it's, it's going to be written by me, it's going to be drawn by me. So, mm-hmm. so usually we don't get into that. That's what I'm envisioning only. Like we've had like an our in the book. We just, we were just finishing, um, uh, we had uh, we were flipping it. there's a penultimate page spread and we're going back and forth which way it would go because you can actually flip it, whether a text would be on the right or text would be on the left. And so that was the kind of thing where, you know, we got to discuss it and, and like kind of hash it out and figure out what would be what we thought would be best to while talking with our editors. But they don't you don't want a writer telling you what to do because it's just gonna kill your everything, like your, your whole mojo and uh, what you can come up with or playing uh, you know, mm. with age will all just kind of die so it's, it's better to just like do my thing and then once i do it we can look through it and then go okay well this is great but i wasn't thinking that i'm like okay well i like this and so we go back and forth right do you ever
3: think about turning it into animation
4: we have we have we we were looking at doing we had a we do we did a um a book series called you're not small and mm-hmm. that came out with a variety of uh i you know uh we and our friends and uh, there's about there's six going into yeah six books. Um, and so, yeah, we looked at that as, as a series. Um, and so mm-hmm. we've kind of explored that possibility but nothing yet, I think it would make mm-hmm. a good series. I think it'd be kind of a fun, yeah. a fun thing. We've had some animations where they've animated the books for like, so it'd be like a, uh, like a video book that you could read. So it's a slightly animated books mm-hmm. or books is a, is a group that does that. And wow. they did some really nice animation on it. And Weston Woods in Connecticut who does those, some, some great stuff, they did one. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
4: It's fun to watch that for me, see them come alive. Because you kind of like all these things for the cartoonists and for illustrators, it, I, they're so three-dimensional in your head that you see them alive and walking, even though we're only drawing the one frame.
1: Mm-hmm. You
4: know, like a New Yorker cartoon is all about the things that have either just happened or about to happen. So in our mind, it's a fluid timeline that seems to be a uh, picture taken. You know right. so in our mind we have all those it's kind of like on um on the iphone when you do the what's that the, you know that you do the, the thing where you get like all the, you take the, po- the photo and it's got like a second mm-hmm. before and a second after and you can yeah. pick which one you yeah get.
3: it's like yeah. an animated yeah. picture motion capture.
4: yeah that yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like that in my head so seeing the move is exciting like oh
1: yeah right that's
4: it and it always yeah. looks good. i'm not an animator so it's it's, mm-hmm. it's people do their stuff yeah yeah
2: i love these books it almost makes me wish my kids are younger you know both my boys are in college so it's like i can't really get these for my
1: boys
4: (laughs) actually
2: my my youngest my youngest is a graphic designer so he might be interested just in the graphic design aspect of it so
4: because
2: these are these are great i love these
4: thank you yeah yeah they're really grabbing some it's been very fun uh, it, you know the work uh, doing political cartoons is, and and New Yorker cartoons it can be like kind of cynical work in certain ways. You know it's funny, and but it's always about the kind of like the pushing the darker sides of our sense of our, our world to make it funny and digestible. Mm-hmm. And with children's books, there's just no guile. You know it's just great. And and my wife, the first book uh, is only eighty, I think, three words or eighty six words is the whole book. Oh wow! So, so it's a really great. Um, book for, for early readers, the so kids as they transition from really reading their first book, because you can read it, and you can kind of memorize it when you read it, you know, your parents read it to you 50 times, it's only 83 words, and a lot of them are sound effects and repeating words, mm-hmm. and so it's a brilliant little the book that she wrote, because the, the, all these kids will come up to us, and they're like, this is uh, this is the book I, I learned to read on, and, you know, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal, <laughs> like, it's really, makes me like, it's just a really great thing to be a part of, I, which I it fell into my lap, I got really lucky. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, he won the Dr. Seuss Award for that one, which is kind of his theme is using a smaller group of words so that they can read it.
4: Right. You're right. Exactly. Keeping as re- these are for early, early readers and, you know, and it creates its own world and, and, uh, and just keeping it super simple, and, which is, as you know, is it's hard. It's really hard to, I, I, I'm in the process of trying to write two books myself and they're hard to write, I find. So I, I'm, I'm impressed by those like my wife who can Kind of just do it, and make it seem like, oh yeah, you don't need a lot of words. Like, well, yeah, you do actually. It's it's hard to get all the words out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what kind of books are you writing? Uh, I'm trying to write a um, two picture books I'm working on, but mm-hmm. I've been working on forever, and I just did never good enough, and so I keep, my agent keeps yelling at me, hurry mm-hmm. up um, for,
3: for children also.
4: Yeah, 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 for, yeah, for early early reader picture books, just huh. mm-hmm. um, and then I, I I'm gonna start looking at a graphic novel idea that i'm gonna, wow. putting together but that's i find that to be a little overwhelming because yeah so much work
3: i would imagine that would be a very daunting yeah <laughs> it's
4: just like wow that's a lot of drawing i'm lazy yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. So,
3: so There's when you're so doing beautiful, beautiful cartoons for um, for the Boston Globe, are you on staff with them, or you do, is it the same kind of thing where you're freelancing and you're just sending in with a bunch of other cartoonists that get picked?
4: Yeah, yeah no, I'm I'm uh, for, I'm freelance with them. I'm not staff. Mm-hmm. I, the days, unfortunately, of a lot of staff. There's only a few staff positions left for political cartoonists now, which is uh-huh. a, um, but yeah. So I'm I'm freelancing. I just do uh, uh, one one of them one a week for them. Uh, one a week yep Mm -hmm. just one a week yeah which is great so it's between the new yorker and that and other stuff and then this uh, and uh, picture books it's you know it's 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 great Mm -hmm. I could probably do more but sometimes it gets to be a bit you know the last political years have been rough so you can't get print out yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean it's like
3: for a while it was like every day there was a big scandal or catastrophe or i don't know how you keep up as a political
4: cartoonist. So it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, I, I enjoy and I enjoy, you know, not that I enjoy politics, I enjoy um, the process of
1: mm-hmm.
4: finding a, a humorous, you know, way to get in there. And mm-hmm. I believe in um, cartoons as a way of creating dialogue, you know, okay. for people to like, you tell me it, tell me it sucks, you know, great. Tell me what you believe. Let's, you know, work it out, <laughs> you know, but talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it is like yeah, reading the you know, just never you're never off the news cycle ever. And so right. there's I think everybody had their, their moment over the last whatever eight years of wanting to just tune out for a while, and just take a break, you know, and yeah. Keep-
3: yeah, I know. During during the Trump years, I was like engulfing news like every day, every time I turned around. And then once he was out of office, I was like, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. I, I yep. don't want I don't wanna look at the news anymore. I don't want right. to think about it, I just want it to roll. But um, do you still submit to the daily for the New Yorker, or you don't do that anymore at
4: all? I haven't. I, I you know I would do. I go I go in spurts with them. Um, what usually happens is I'll I'll submit some things that I think are pretty good, and if it does, if something runs, if if it's not taken, it's it's hard because what happens is you end up working for free,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and so that's that's the downside. of that. The way it was originally structured was that they'd pick a cartoonist. Um, and we'd run for two weeks or, th- or, or a month, I think actually we'd run for a month at first. And so you do five a week, which is great. So it's good. It's guaranteed income for the, for the cartoonist. It highlights the cartoonist for the audience. The audience can get kind of connected to a, a cartoonist mm-hmm. voice. Uh, I think it was a really great system it was very pro cartoonist. And I think, um, then they mixed it up and, and they did that for, for ages. I mean, at one point I had, I, I think I did a three month gig
1: because
4: mm-hmm. I had, um, Boston Marathon had a um, we had that uh, that attack and yeah. I, was doing, I was doing the daily that year and so or that that day and yeah. so we did a cartoon and that cartoon went totally viral like one of the yeah. most uh, widespread at the time most viral uh, cartoons they had in uh, for the New Yorker.
3: Yeah, I remember that
4: cartoon. Yeah, and it was just it was it just it just hit at the right time and then and then the ABC News ended their program with it so it went boom it just blew mm-hmm. up. So they're like, "All right, we'll keep going." <laughs> but the problem is, it, 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 which happened to all of us, is that when you go too long on that, we like because I was doing then I was doing my batch for the New Yorker ten a week, plus one of the, five of those a week, right. plus uh, Boston Globe. I think I was doing at that time, and so you know, I I had nothing. I had like at the end of like three months, I had like not an idea. <laughs> it's like going like, "Oh, there's a finite mountain. You just drill to the bottom, and there's nothing left." like okay we can't do that again that's too long uh yeah. um, wow. but yeah so now so now it's th- they've mixed it up so that there's a everybody submits at the same time and you just kind of get in or don't but it's it's not great for the cartoonists honestly i think it, it i don't not <laughs> intentionally but i think that's the thing that i don't think um maybe they're saying that you know it's makes it harder on the cartoonists because that means all those people work for free that day yeah, yeah. yeah and that's that's uh that's a side effect that they haven't being able to work out, I'm I'm a big fan of. I'd love to see. I honestly would love to see uh, all of us that who do this kind of work or do the daily get it. Get a week. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. You, you tune in for somebody a week, I get to see this one do it as week, and then that one. So, cartoons, they get a little uh, guaranteed income. um yeah. There's still editorial oversight, and uh, and you get to bond, bond a little bit with with mm-hmm. each. It's really good for the cartoons and good for the magazine. I think we start to identify them more um, as names.
3: Yeah, because I think that recently they, um, they've they been choosing so many cartoons from new cartoonists and you only see like maybe one,
4: yeah. you know, and then you
3: don't see them again for a long time and you completely forget who they are. You don't get used to the style. Like there, right. there's not as much style recognition. Like I could look at a cartoon and pick out yours anywhere, you know, Leo Cullen, you know, Drew, you know, all of them, you just know it right by sight. These new cartoonists, they're flowing in and out of there so quickly. And so many of them that you don't develop that like attachment to them or the recognition or anything like that. So I think, I think that the intention is good, but Mm -hmm. it's just not, um, it, it, it just doesn't have the same feel for me as the, as a reader and a consumer of it. You know, I, I like to see the repetition and the same cartoonists over and over again. And, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's, a, I mean, I, the, the, I think they're, you know, Emma's bringing in new voices and, and perspectives. You know, we, I think we all know it's awesome. I think it's how, how to integrate them into the magazine, how, how to bring out uh, the styles. It's also for them, they're all, all these new cartoonists are developing their styles, you know, for all of mm-hmm. us, you know, my early work, you know, it doesn't look, a lot like my it's similar but it's you know it takes a while for you to kind of settle in right someone like drew who actually kind of came in as was mm-hmm. but um you you it takes a while to kind of find your style and find your place and styles change like all artists over time and so it's nice to see that but um but there are a lot of people in in the new you know in this new generation who are like you they already got them and you're like oh that's a good one and you know this one's a good one and, and they really they have just great for me it's always about writing skills they have great writing skills first and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, but I would love to see, yeah, something that could help us highlight the, I I obviously I'm pro artist, So I, I, I remember when they were doing the caption contest, and they were asking what to do in that last page. And I was hoping they would do a full page, which they had done a couple of times. Uh, if the final page being just a spot, like a one page spot. Most of these guys, uh, these illustrators uh, or cartoons rather are great illustrators. And so, you know have a whole page for a gag illustration which is almost like a cover on the back mm-hmm. on the inside um just to fill with whatever you want to do uh which would have been great too because again it would you know you're investing in these these people and the names as a property for the magazine right mm-hmm. it's like the magazine's known for fantastic writing but first and foremost it's known for the cartoonist and so it's nice if they would uh do that but it's that's a you know it's it's a lot for them to juggle. I know they're trying to figure it all out at once. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'd argue
0: the caption contest probably did much more for cartoonists than a one page.
4: Uh, oh yeah, I, I a cartoonist would have yeah. done. Yeah, no, that that uh, the caption card, you know, the caption card is is. I mean, because that's a really. I mean, it's also it's interactive, which is mm-hmm, that's exactly. right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so cool that it has that ability, and then it has the you know the where you have the board game and all this stuff. It's because it's fun yeah right yeah
3: well also the the problem with the back page thing like what you described also is it's it wouldn't be as prominent in a in the digital magazine which is where a lot of consumers are going these days rather yeah. than the hard copy magazine yeah, um, yeah. so that oh, yeah.
4: It, it would yeah why they didn't like that idea is clear <laughs> and and, <laughs> and history has proven me to be totally wrong <laughs> um That's-
3: have
4: you ever done any covers or submitted any covers? I did do, I submitted a cover, mm-hmm. uh, a couple covers, um, but they they weren't taken uh, by Francoise, but um, I did a cartoon, uh, I did a cartoon of, uh, that's over there of a, or an illustration of, an autumn illustration. So there's a guy, he's raking his leaves, right? And it's shot from overhead and he's got his big pile of leaves and, um, he's looking up, shocked, and you see kind of the branches of, because you're shooting, a, a, it's like it's shot through the tree. So you can mm-hmm. see the branches kind of crossing over. And then um, as he's raking, he's surrounded. You realize around him is a giant sh- a shadow of a giant leaf right, that's coming <laughs> down. So he's raking, and there's this massive leaf that's mm-hmm. about him. You know, and um, so, it, you know, she rejected him. Like, sh- sh- sh-. Am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, god damn it <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking good <laughs> and so um so much so i, ha- I still hang it over here um mm. and uh and then two years ago john Cunio, who's a phenomenal watercolorist gets the cover for almost the same goddamn thing <laughs> oh god. except if the cover is the the leaf is i think is in the frame is landing on him Mm-hmm. I prefer mine where you don't see the damn leaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the truth is, is
1: it, it,
4: yeah. So the problem was is that he's a much better artist. I mean, light years better artist. So it's still, you know, his his works. I, I this is just, just sold, take paid me for my idea and given it to him. I would've been happier with that.
2: <laughs> damn it, it was your
0: idea. That's yeah, <laughs> oh, <my God.
4: laughs> yeah. But he's such. A, I'd be honored to have him do it because he's he, he's stunning his work.
0: Um, that reminds but, me of probably one of your other most popular cartoons with the man walking to the tree with the one leaf on it and he's holding a shotgun yeah, yeah i'd yeah, imagine yeah. that's one of your other <laughs> top
4: sellers it is it's a big I, we have in our uh front yard here uh, i have this, this, this little house here and uh which has this you know um this big motherfucking tree is what we call it, this gigantic 100 year old oak tree is in, is in the front yard they built the house around the tree the tree came first and they <laughs> built the house after and this tree is massive it is uh, four and a half feet five feet wide and uh, about i know five stories tall this thing produces so many leaves that while i'm out there gro- you know gra- grumbling to myself as i rake of an infinite amount of leaves that i, I write a lot of cartoons about re- leaf raking which you'll probably <laughs> in the magazine and it all comes from that Damn tree, <laughs> and it's never ending. Which is just beginning now. Is so that the process? I have like getting get, get ready to rip over my hands on the raking leaves for weeks after weeks after weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of leaf, there's lots of uh, leaf raking cartoons I've done for the magazine that came from that tree. So favorite one. I like the I one shit. that like a
3: guy working on a bonsai <laughs> tree, but he's got a little
4: rake. Right, he's got, his little bag, he's got a little
3: bag. yeah, really. <laughs> that's a great yeah. one.
4: I think I I did one of uh, uh, a Sisyphus cartoon of a guy, you know, but it's all leaves and he's raking it up the hill, which is pretty much how I feel about my tree, (laughs) you know, so the people in town all know it and like, cause they're, they're all in the same boat with the trees here. So it's like, I'm that neighbor.
2: Never ending supply of leaf cartoons. That's (laughs) what you have. I always, I
4: always
3: laugh at uh, leaf blower cartoons because in my town, there's always like on the Facebook page and the town right. Facebook page, there's always wars going on about the noise that the leaf blowers make and the landscapers are there too early or too late. You know, it's just right. the leaf blower cartoons make me laugh.
4: I think that like the leaf blowers, they should probably to get on because I, I used to live in LA at one point. And, you know, that's a big thing out there, too. It's all the complaining about the leaf blowers all the time. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe like, just like they can put like little holes, like a flute, you know, if they like, yeah. maybe if they could just pan flute it as you're, as you're blowing, we won't, we won't be as upset right. by the noise. We just have No, to that, would, that
2: would be worse. That would be worse.
3: <laughs> it would, it would probably sound like bagpipes. Yeah.
4: You know, like <laughs> wouldn't that like get people like, see, and then go, you know what? Bring back the blowers. I'm, I'm great. Yes, I'm going to have cool. to listen to, you know, uh, you know.
2: there's your cartoon of bagpipe, uh, Person going leaves with his bagpipe.
4: <laughs> Done. I'm putting it in, in the mag. It'll be in my batch next week. I'll pay you all. There you oh. go. 20% each.
0: <laughs> Why don't you come up with an idea? How long do your uh, rough take to come up with a rough draft cartoon?
4: Uh, pretty quick. Once I get the idea, I'll, I'll really rough. It'll be really rough. I have these little notebooks like everybody has, and, and I have these, you know, these strange. Shorthand of what the drawing is going to be, and then it goes right. To, it goes right to a drawing. How I, you know, how I. It won't take long. It's the writing. I'll I'll work the 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 line over and over and over to try and get it as as short as punchy as possible. So that I'll I'll write it out, and I'll draw it, and then once I, I scan it, getting ready for my batch, I'll probably then I'll I'll you know uh, type the caption in. But in that process, I will edit, edit, edit. It, what I originally wrote, taking out everything that's unnecessary. And so I have my, my rule is when in doubt, you take it out. So that's the like, if I, I'm like, should I put this like, yeah, sometimes you want like a little introductory thing and in there. You're like, no. And, and when in doubt, I'll just get, just always cut it, even though it adds a little flavor and it sounds colloquial. But, you know, I'll flip the line backwards, I'll write it forwards, I'll change the verb, put the verb at the end, see how that works. And eventually it kind of comes together.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you ever take like things that your friends have said or real life experiences, you know, conversation with your wife and turn that into a cartoon?
4: I haven't. I'm not I'm not good that way. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of people write that way or like, you know, I used to be a real fan of I don't remember Stan Max real life funnies, mm-hmm. he, which used to be in the village voice. He'd walk around. He's dropping on people creepily and then turn into a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> the, the eavesdropping part never seemed creepy because it made the cartoon. But then you look back, I'm, like, I'm glad it wasn't me um But no, I, I I I've I haven't done. It doesn't seem to work that way with me. I've there's been a couple of things where where I'll be at a, you know a party or something, and you'll you know you kind of everybody's riffing off each other, and you got you got a perla you know I got this thing, and then you get it home and you unpack it, and you're like, Ugh, it's like a dead fish. It just isn't. I can't turn it in. I'm like, what was so brilliant about that? I can't. You know,
1: <laughs> can't
4: get anything out of it. I'm like, I don't know. And you, it's almost like you if you don't. If I don't strike on it right away, it's it, it, it disappears. And I don't, it's like a dream. Like what yeah. was that about? I, I remember the beginning and then something and Godzilla was there and then there's French toast. And I don't remember the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I guess I was, in the moment. Yeah. I was
3: kind of wondering if the Susan cartoon came out of a real life conversation. Cause I mean, that that cartoon turned into like, like Bob Mankoff's said, how about never is never good for you. It's like just a, a catchphrase that people use all the time. I say this might be the wine talking. I think I want to order my more
4: wine all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I always feel like poor, poor Susan. <laughs> like, that schmuck. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen some cartoonists. Um, that have have riffed off the cartoon, whether whether they know they are or not. But I've seen them where they've, they've taken a version of that, which <laughs> I thought was awesome. Like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's it's, it's, it's made its mark that now you can play off of it.
3: Yeah, there, there's another cartoon, I forget whose cartoon it is, but it's actually a wine glass talking on a cell yeah. phone and it's says, yeah. this is Jason the Cat- one
1: talking. Yeah. Right. And I
3: actually am really surprised that they published that cartoon after yours because it's, you know, I mean, it's totally a different scenario, but very
1: similar. Really? Yeah,
4: the line is really close, but mm-hmm. I guess that's what drew it back to the, yeah, I remember when I saw, him like, oh, hey, look, that's, I think that was the one I was thinking, one of the ones I was thinking about, like, oh, look, mm-hmm. at you, you're playing off of that. It's, it's a good, it's, an, it's a nicely drawn cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I say, did a good job with that.
3: Yeah. So when, when you have those cartoons that, you know, like your Susan cartoon is now on plates and in greeting cards and this and that, do you, do you get royalties for that or does that get licensed out? Through, you know, you just sold your cartoon once, and
4: that's it. Yeah, no, we do. We get licensed. That's why I'm calling you from my mansion in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. uh, we uh, we do we do get uh, when Bob started the Cartoon Bank. He had, it was it was really great. There was a um, uh, I know he he started a new uh, a new uh, um, syndicate, mm-hmm. a new cartoon stock. Um, yeah, when he first did it though. It was a great. It was a real mom and pop, and there was a there's a lot more opportunities for, for publishing because there's so much more publishing at the time, and so mm-hmm. they were really great. You know, he really knew how to take the New Yorker cartoons as a not just as content, but also as um, branding, mm-hmm. right? Because when you get the cartoon and it's a New Yorker cartoon, it's a brand thing, and so which is what anthropology not anthropology. Um, who did the plates?
3: Uh, it was a uh, restoration hardware. Restoration
4: hardware, right? And so that was like a super lucrative deal. That thing mm-hmm. was crazy lucrative. I, I yeah. can't imagine what it was for Leo, who had a million cartoons. Of oh them. yeah, yeah. And the and they were fun. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I am done Christmas shopping for mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, uh, but for everything that we sell, we get, we do get a royalty off of some of the some of the royalty deals through like um, to the Cartoon Bank, which is now owned by Condé Nast, or not. Mm-hmm great when uh-huh. it comes to you what we're what we're getting is unfortunately not livable
1: mm-hmm. um, it's,
4: it's something but it's not mm-hmm. and bob started the uh um his, his new uh, cartoon stock to help kind of bring this back to maybe a better a better rate for the cartoonists and something and which is meaning just pretty much an equitable cut
3: uh-huh well that's good i'm
4: glad to hear that yes yeah. yeah it's great which is i really support it and it's got mm-hmm. my all my work and um, yeah but it used to be, like, we you, we used to get, I tell the, at the time, I mean, we, but we were making thousands of dollars a month.
1: Like,
4: mm-hmm. it was like yeah, <laughs> everybody's eyes go, huh? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, and just getting surprise checks all the time. it it's like, well, mm-hmm. for cartooning, which actually made it, could make it actually a viable, you know, what, I look at all these young cartoonists, and most of the cartoonists, um, I feel very lucky and privileged because I um, – a lot of the people in my generation, of cartoons, we're just cartoonists. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, don't have, we don't have another job. We do cartooning uh, across the spectrum. Right. Um, uh, but now a lot of cartooning, it just—it's uh, almost like hobbyists. So it's hard to make a living as mm-hmm. just as a cartoonist. Yeah, they're pretty inventive, and some of them really are. Really, yeah. creative, finding new new income streams and digital income streams and subscriptions, and and
1: mm-hmm. that's
4: that's pretty pretty interesting you know, to to watch and learn
0: mm-hmm. from
1: yeah
4: you still have a good
0: relationship with bob Mankoff? because i know you've had a few cartoons in his cartoon stock caption contest
4: yep yeah, yeah, yeah i think i do unless unless bob's told you otherwise uh yeah I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how did yeah. that work
0: are those kind of just cartoons that you gave him that uh the new yorker rejected and you kind of gave them to him as a favor
4: no no they they uh they uh we're going to run their own and they had their own rate with it. And, and, uh, and then they're going to, you know, and then they, I think they've gone through a variety of cartoonists. I think they've, they've, they've you know, gone from the beginning through everybody. Um, mm-hmm. um, Cause it is, it's his, you know, that's his baby, the, the cartoon, yeah. you know, capture contest. That's all his brainchild which mm-hmm. is really impressive. I mean, Bob's very, <sighs> uh, you know, he's just, he's just a really uh, bright, brilliant and creative guy and has done so much for cartooning i know that some people can find him to be whatever divisive or you know or difficult or i don't know what they think of him but um and he's not he's 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 a strong personality but he's he's been great to cartoonists for the most part and and really helped the industry tremendously and uh um so i'm i'm yes i have a good relationship with him and uh um you know it's fun to to everybody work together really for the try to make money as cartoonists you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. especially with the next generation. I We all are rooting for all of us to continue on. Yeah. So. Yeah, everyone
0: we've everyone had on has said the same thing, that he was very pro-cartoonist. He oh, uh, yeah. really backed the cartoonists.
4: Bef- before the cartoon bake. I mean, the cartoon baker we were just working off of what you get from the New Yorker and New Yorker and, and other magazines, obviously, like
1: mm-hmm. and, you know,
4: mm-hmm. all- yeah. and everything, but those have constricted. And so he was the first one to come up with something that gave us, uh, you know, a, a royalty, and that was huge. Mm-hmm. That was, that's a game changer for us. Uh, not that for the New Yorker cartoonists, not for other kind of cartoons. <laughs> like if you're working for King Features, you're 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 all doing it that way. They have this syndication. Our political cartoons, we have a syndicator syndication, but um, mm-hmm. not for the New Yorker. And so that was that was new. It was great. It was very well done. Yeah,
3: I know. On Cartoon Stock now, he has this thing that he he promotes that. Um, uh, for like corporate team building, they have like cartoonists come in and do seminars for corporations and things like that. Have you ever done anything like that? I,
4: yeah. haven't, I haven't. I haven't done. I saw that. I thought that was uh, that was okay. great.
2: I think yeah. They call those uh, cartoonathons.
3: Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I I suggested it to the people at my office, you know, to, yeah. as like a team building thing, but they haven't booked it yet. But yeah. um, but I think it's a fun. It seems fun and it seems like a nice thing for, you know, to get the cartoonist names out there. A little, yeah. you know, expose right. exposure to other people that really don't know, you know, that don't follow the New Yorker and the cartoonists, uh, It's gets nice. Right,
4: exactly. And I and there and there really is a lot. I think like with I mean obviously with the corporate world, there's a lot of money for, for us to, you know, there's a there's a, there's an income stream for us to take part of there, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but in, it, it's that there's a lot for us to give back because mm-hmm. the process of, of, you know, for those of us who do that, like, you know, are serious about our, our craft, which all the New Yorker cartoons are, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot about how to problem solve because that's actually all we're doing is problem solving, right? Mm-hmm. We're a, a fixed number of, of inputs and trying to come up with a new way of looking at them that would be, that would be surprising to you. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's something we all do in our regular lives. And anyone who's ever been a parent knows that as well <laughs> you have, you know, you, there's limited things you can do and you're trying to find a new way to get through the day, come up with a new proposal. How do I make this presentation more interesting? Um, how can I just problem solve this outside of whatever, like kind of like what we're saying with the caption captioning, everyone's coming up with the same idea. How can I be the person who comes up with something
1: mm-hmm.
4: Just outside the box, and and cartoonists—that's what we do, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a, there's a lot to learn. I think that we can teach in that regard, uh, just how mm-hmm. to let your brain go someplace that it normally uh, is trained not to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yeah, I think it was um, Pat Burns who's also working on something like yeah.
4: that. I think this is uh, his baby, and I think he brought it to them. I think that's the mm-hmm. way that went, Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: If I yes. if I got it right, I, I think I have that right. It's the same one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I think so. Yeah. Really interesting.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. I, you know, I, we we had uh, looked at a lot of stuff, information about cartoons and how fast we read them, how are your brain processes them and, and the information and studies that they've done on the University of Michigan. This is a, just remarkable, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how, how we read car- cartoons, how fast we can read them, like how we can make these enormous connections of uh, a setting, right? So. Mm-hmm. We all know the tropes, but basically you can recognize this is a city, you can recognize this is a downtown, you recognize this is about, you know, this is a middle ages, see the picture, see what's wrong with it, read the caption, go back up and get the anomaly, why this doesn't, you mm-hmm. know, how this works. It's how a bull, a bull sitting in a restaurant, it's, he's, taught, he's saying this, this wine's gonna make you infuriated. Right. In your head, you have to recognize it's a red because red makes bowls, mm-hmm. right? And so, right. but it's not on the page. All that work yeah. is done by you in your head, right? So it's, a, it's a, it is a fun little magic trick that goes on there.
3: Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I think is missing in a lot of the um, captions that get submitted as finalists for the cartoon contest, because they are mostly just reading, people submit just what is going on in the picture. Like a lot of times they're just restating what they're seeing in the picture. And they're not taking it that extra level to bring in something that you're actually not seeing, but the caption makes you think about it and that makes it funny. Right. You know? And I think that that's a big problem with the caption contest. A lot of times we don't like the finalists that are in the caption contest because they don't have that element in them.
4: Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's like, if, like if you, for me, if, you, if, if it's what's if on the page, Nah, the line's got to give you something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've already drawn it. You don't need to say it again. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's true. And it's hard not to, it, to, to not reference that. And I think that's a great way to, to win the caption contest is for, you know, for people to say, okay, whatever I'm going to do, I will not refer to anything that you see here, mm-hmm. you know, which is why those, I think those captions that, you know, when people do those things like you can take any line to, you know, or some of these right. vulgar lines, you know, Never. they
1: yeah. work
4: because it's not related. So then that, juxtaposition of those two things becomes kind of funny right because mm-hmm. it's like you know you can almost put anything to it and then it's just uh, i think david bowie used to write some of his songs by like writing lines and then cutting them out and then throwing them onto the table and then <laughs> mixing them up and i'm like uh, to make a song and i'm like oh well, that's why some songs makes no sense but they're <laughs> great you know they just work because he's bowie and i think you can kind of get away with that a little bit with a like throw throw a line on there and see what how our brain puts these two disparate yeah. elements together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there needs yeah, to be a surprise like, in there.
4: Yeah, and get that surprise. And I think that's why I have trouble writing the caption content, because it's hard to manufacture that, mm-hmm. you know, out of nowhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, a lot of times in the, in the caption contest, people just write a pun based on what is happening exactly in the picture, they just change one of the words yeah. you know, for one of the items in the picture to another word with another meaning, And it's just not as funny as, you know, the published cartoons. I mean, I, you know, I, obviously I love the caption contest, but that, you know, that's one of the things that I find to be a huge fault in it that, you know, that's what happens with it most of the yeah. time.
1: And I think Paul I feel- has
3: some very good funny captions that are, you know, referencing things that are going off on, you know, off to the side a minute before or a minute later what we're seeing. And I, I wish more people would do more of that because it makes it a lot funnier.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the thing that's about, I mean, it was, I think Gary Larson cartoons are so great because mm-hmm. there was always about the thing that was about to happen or just yeah. happened, right? It's always that, you know, it was like that, uh, you know, bummer of a birthmark, howl as the Bears read right? <laughs> right you know, that was classic, right? but it's great because you know, he's, he's screwed right but that's why that's funny hal's not going to be around very long and that's what's so funny and we know what that means for a bear with that kind of spirit, right so it just we have it play out we don't even think about it we just kind of know that timeline play, and that makes us laugh mm-hmm.
3: exactly
0: oh we've had you uh over an hour now want oh, to be, good respectfully a time I don't like to keep the guests longer than an hour
4: sorry for you guys <laughs> no this
0: was yep. fantastic All good. All really good. really quick uh this was great. Really appreciate you jumping on.
4: No problem. Well, Thank you for having me. Great. Great to be a part of it.
0: Bill, and I away. think you said that you have a few cartoons with them in the bank for the caption contest.
4: Uh I don't know. I have to check actually. I did a I did a batch and I so I have to check to see if I if I have some coming up.
0: Oh ah, well. I look forward to it. Hopefully you do. Yeah. Uh, your stuff is always fun. Yeah. And
2: before you take off here, Chris, I just want to say that as I was looking for things to, you know, read up on you on the internet here, I mm-hmm. accidentally dropped the E in your last name. Have you ever done that?
1: No.
2: What comes up is a bunch of articles about Killer Lobster Boy. He has mob <sighs> connections. Oh, I no, speak, and, oh boy, this is going to be great. <laughs> and then I realized I looked at the wrong name. So if you drop the E in your last name, Killer Lobster Boy articles pop up.
4: <laughs> really? Oh, the, the, one, the, the guy... Is that the one from Florida? Yeah. Yeah. His name was know. You know,
2: your name, except for without an E in your last name. That's
4: great. I had no idea. I know him from like the weekly world news, yeah. but I didn't but, but I didn't realize it was the, the his name is Christopher Wyatt. Okay. One, one
2: degree of answer. separation for you guys.
4: Maybe I should drop the E in my name. <laughs> I would love I'd love to be related. Like, are you that? Oh yes, I, I am. You know, like yeah. I don't my like, man, my lobster hands.
2: That's, that's, yeah, that's for a moment there I thought this was gonna be a really interesting interview.
4: <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he's like, Oh, it's just you. It's uh, not, it's right. not exactly. This is I'll be behind, you know, I'll be being in my prison garb with my love. I have kid.
3: to go look that up. I don't even know what you guys are talking yeah, about.
4: This is a class you know, the, the weekly world news was that that kind of that fake salacious news feed thing, you know, uh, newspaper you get at the the checkout. And there's always something totally bonkers in the eighties and nineties of like, yeah. you know vampire boy and one of them was the was the lobster boy uh who yeah, killed somebody oh yep. that's fun. Yep.
2: mob ties too and it's all in there it's great great stuff
4: <laughs> what like what mob well, it's like them like the, the is this like the the the, the mean and the, like, the lobster fisherman and what's the? <laughs> i don't know for another time okay now you've got me you know what i'm going to be doing for the yes, next you're going to do that just, you just, know, the e. just drop off.
2: the e off your last name right
4: <laughs> All right, well, I'll be looking. That's where I'll be tonight, so, so scouring the internet.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for All coming. All right, guys.
4: Well, yes, thanks again. Good talking to y'all. You too. Thank you.